Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I can't do this. This is too much. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I need help. I need to get something right. I need answers. Who's going to be there? I've messed up so much. I feel like I've tried everything, but now, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Just breathe. I want to be a whole woman. A whole woman, a whole woman say I wanna be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman say I can't live a whole life with half a self with half of me in tow, saving the potential of me for some rainy day as if there's a more to be living for. How can God work with half a woman towards her full potential? How can he pour blessings into my cup that overfloweth if my insecurities and sins have created holes that can't store it? I wrestle with principalities against my own flesh and blood, looking towards the mark of the higher calling, but that takes a whole lot of faith. And to follow where he leads takes a whole lot of dedication. And to stand in the face of my fears, or to proclaim the life of Christ, or even to love my neighbor, takes a whole lot of preparation. So half of me won't do. Giving only half my day, or half my thoughts, or half of everything I got, is not only useless, but unwise, when God sees me holy with his own eyes. When God, in his grace, sees me holy with his own eyes. So I want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman, say I. want to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman, say I. Gotta get it right. My purpose is on the line. And how can I have only half the mind to do what's right or spend less than half of the time attempting to develop myself into disciplined study or focused way of life when it takes to committing the whole mind, the whole body is a living sacrifice. See, we want full blessings from the Lord, but we only pray half the time. And sometimes we remember to love our neighbor, but we see God's love all the time. We go into situations and relationships with half of ourselves in tow, still hoping good things will come from them despite. And we forget that to love God with our whole heart takes a constant renewing of the mind, a constant reviewing of our lives. For many of the things we need to grow takes a committed and dedicated whole, not got from simple Bible reading or occasional fasting and praying, but our whole effort with our whole heart gives God the room to bring out the wholeness in us that he created within us long ago So I chanted like I wanted Like it's part of my whole being Like it's significant Like it's attainable As if my spirit desired it I needed to present myself fully As committed to his word I want to be a whole woman Because half a woman can't quite gain wisdom in this world So each day I pray the prayer of complete reliance on God And all his magnificence For only he is able to bring out in me The wholeness that he created I'm not whole on my own, but I belong to you. I'm not of myself, but of you and your divine purpose. I am not alone, but with you. I seek your guidance in my daily business. I'm not whole on my own, but pieced together by your hands, held together by your will. I am not led by any of the wants, desires, or personal debates, but ever yielding to that which you lay before me. So today, as every day, I listen to your voice, walk in step with you, seek your wisdom, and lay no claim to my own life so that I may be aligned with your way. For I seek to be a whole woman, a whole woman, a whole woman. God, I want to live what you made me, a whole woman. A whole woman. A whole woman. Amen. This is Master Grio Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words. Shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Welcome to Soul Purpose Tuesdays. Yes, we are back. Soul Purpose Tuesdays is back. And this is a new era, a new time. And we are walking on purpose. And we're walking in wellness. Now, Soul Purpose Tuesdays, we have the same format. We are speaking light, love, healing, 
wealth, and happiness. And we're all doing it on a foundation of the Soul Purpose Lifestyle Company. Now, when we launched the show back in 2008, Soul Purpose was just beginning, just being birthed. Now it's, wow, five years later. It's amazing. Five years later, and we have a five-year-old company where the focus is definitely around living well. And I have a renewed commitment to that. During this five-year journey, my mother has um, gotten Alzheimer's and other ailments that some of them she already had, like diabetes, high blood pressure. And I've seen people live and die from these ailments. So watching my mother go through as I, you know, help take care of her, and seeing many members in my church who have passed on and who are so suffering from ailments that can be corrected by eating well, by nutrition, about what we put in our bodies and on our bodies. I had a renewed commitment. I've been given a lot of knowledge and all it's time to use it. It's time to stop allowing circumstances to control our lives and to push through and to push on and to live on purpose. You know, we all have a purpose journey, and sometimes we call them our dreams. But we're all here for a reason. We have something to achieve, and we have to learn how not to allow circumstances to get in our way, but also how to eat the way we should, how to nourish our body. We've been given this wonderful body and spirit, and there are things that it needs to be nourished and grow, and things that help it does what it is designed to do is to be self-healing, our spirit and our bodies. And we, so we have to be mindful of what we put in, around, and near our spirit, and as well as on and in our bodies. So this renewed commitment is manifesting itself with my renewed relationship with Soul Purpose, and that is a lifestyle company founded by the great Nadine Thompson, and it's natural-based and botanical wellness and beauty products. We have a wonderful partnership with Longevity to continue the wellness products, mineral makeup. We, you know, we have a diverse way, um, diverse product line to help meet a wellness lifestyle, a living well lifestyle. Um, and also the I'm walking in wellness part, the walk with me on walking in wellness is a community program that I've developed. We'll be launching in July um, 2013, third Saturday in July, at Society for Helping Church in Philadelphia, 1323 West Susquehanna. So there's some exciting things coming and some exciting commitments, and there are going to be many ways for you to join and get aboard. But I just, at the same time, want to share people who inspire me every day, whether they know it or not. You know, uh, we just, I encounter some wonderful people every day who inspire me and help encourage me and help give me that push when I really, really need it just by their story and the way they live. And one of them today, one of the persons is Arthur, poet, mother, playwright, and Grammy considered songwriter, Sharon Monet. And we do have her on the line, so we're going to open up the line and introduce Sharon. Hello. Hi, Jackie. How are you? How is everyone out there? (laughs) I'm doing well, and how are you today? I'm good. I'm actually good. Yeah, that's a lot of titles. I got a little tired. I'm like, okay, I need to sit down and do some wellness because I'm too busy with all those titles. My God. <laughs> but, yes, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm just thinking life, especially as women, we're automatically multifaceted. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, when do it stop? But then it's like, okay, I'll stop one and then here comes something else. So. <laughs> 
So, you know, let our audience know a little bit about you. You know, who is the person Sharon Monet? You know, where do you hail from? Tell us a little bit about the person Sharon Monet. Okay. Uh, Sharon Monet actually is Sharon Hopkins. I'm starting to learn how to separate the two. Sharon Monet is my pen name. I was birthed as Sharon Hobson. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. Came to Philadelphia. You read all my credentials. I'm a poet. I'm a songwriter. I'm a playwright. I'm always a mother first. I'm a child of God, number one. Um, I'm graduating with my master's June 29th. I'm just all around busy. I love to write. I love to dance. Um, I'm just a busy person. I, that's that's Sharon. If I don't have a pen in my hand, I work for the federal government serving veterans. So I do that. I'm actually on lunch now at work. Um, so I'm just an all-around fun-loving person who lives in her purpose and drives based on that to fulfill her dreams. Okay, all right. You really are busy. And first, congratulations on your um, on your graduation and your masters. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, I know her. You know, a couple little different things. Never really got to sit down and hear your full story because, unfortunately, that's how busy we are. We're actually in the same theater company. Exactly. But we're always moving. Exactly. Always we're in a meeting. <laughs> yeah. And you know we hardly ever just get to sit down and talk and just hang out. But we're and we're in our busiest season I think ever at the theater. <laughs> yes, really? I'm like, okay, who said June was gonna be the busiest month? Right? Okay. Oh. <laughs> wow, yes, and we are like, wow, we're ending a reading series in which we read one of Sharon's new plays and one of her new experiences, part of being a playwright, is, you know, the reading, you know, what it takes to bring the play to the main stage. Mm. And we just did that last week. Mm. I'm so traumatized. And then we kick off our last play for the season, Miralista, on Friday. Today we end the reading series with Richard, so I'll probably see you later on this evening. And then you have about, what, three weeks <laughs> before you get in D.C. <laughs> Heading on down to D.C. Yes, I'm, like, already counting down to July 1st. I'm like, who told people to make this the craziest month for me? Yeah. <laughs> who said that? Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's and, and what you asked for. Yeah, and you, I know, because you guys are working me as a marketing person, and I'm trying to keep up with them. <laughs> exactly. You have Because all I had to do was kind of write a play out and then be like, okay, here's the, you got to make it work, put it out there, put it out there, all the way out there. Yeah. Well, you do an excellent job in marketing yourself. You do a lot of pro. And, um, I think maybe, I don't know, if maybe the younger generation, but the older generation generally don't market themselves as well. And um, so it's a big help, you know. Like we know Sharon has something going, but we still got to get you that that material, and you know, like I said, you know, I'm trying, now I'm trying to just get it all in DC. Yeah. And I will be contacting you because I still need the cast list. <laughs> I wanted to add okay. that, but um, yeah. So any of you, anyone listening from the DC area, the DMV area, Sharon will be there on Sunday, June thirtieth at the Sitar Arts Center doing her play, Living Your Life, which is directed by Zahar McGill. So mm-hmm. we'll all be there. That's just like a day. We're going to start the day off at the Sitar Center. Then we're going to all run over to the exactly. ARC for exactly. two more plays. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> And the crazy part is, is I have graduation rehearsal starting June 13th, all the way up until graduation, June 29th. My birthday is June 29th. So I wow. get up June 29th, go to my graduation, celebrate my birthday, and head down D.C. Yeah. Well, wow. Well, my birthday is June 19th, so we just have a party, okay? We're going to have a party when we come down D.C. <laughs> there you go. There you go, because I don't think we're going to have anything prior to that. No, no. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do my best to be there on the 29th. My girlfriend's there too. So, anyone there 
Well, you know, just hit us out because we're going to have a, yeah. a June birthday bash. Happy to be yes. in D.C. And I know the D.C. Theater Festival is going to be probably grateful to get rid of us because we're going to change around Showtime so much because we got to make sure. I know, we I know, I know, I know. They're like, okay, these first world people are kind of crazy. <laughs> they coming down here taking over our festival. <laughs> we sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so just to let anyone know, you can um, go to www.sharonmonet.com to keep up with Sharon. And now I would definitely like to get into your story because if you actually start to read a little bit about her, please get you know get out of your own way, which is the one we just read, which is the new upcoming one, which we'll, you'll be seeing full-blown within the probably the next year. Um, but um, and then living your life, if you you'll see, there's a theme with Sharon, and that is uh, I know she went through a lot of obstacles in pursuing her dream, and mm-hmm. she had to make you know certain choices. And then I also remember you saying a little bit about you had some health issues. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about what you did and um, how you. You know what you went through and how you overcome, and you know why. Um, you know what is your soul's purpose and why it's so important, and why did you? Um, why do you feel you know that's what you have to pursue? Um, okay, well, a little bit about my story. I've been writing poetry. I started out as a poet since the age of twelve. Um, went away to college, got grown, stopped writing because I felt as though poetry was whack and didn't need that no more. But when I became a mother, I slowly went back into it. Cause then I started facing the whole trials and tribulations of a single mom, taking off of work, trying to find babysitters, child support payments is not coming through. So my pain became like my vessel again. Um, then I got married. And in that whole relationship at that time, my husband was very, very supportive. However, when it started blowing up to an area that led me to travel and these speaking engagements, he was like, no. Put your pen down. You're no longer writing. You're going to be my wife. You're going to be the mother of our, our son, and that's it. And that became my life. I actually stopped my dream that the only thing that I knew to be this person for him, and I guess by me doing that, it led to a lot of resentment. It led to a lot of hurt. It just led to a lot of stress, and it made us fight all the time, physically and verbally. Um, the stress became too overwhelming. The blows became too overwhelming that I suffered two heart attacks um, from that. And I think it was that last heart attack that the doctor, when the doctor told me, um, you have six months to live because your heart has taken a serious beating, that I realized, okay, it's either your health, your children, or your dreams. And since I knew my dream is what always carried me through hard times and my children, I had them for me and was not going to leave them, I chose them and divorced my situation in order for me to live and get back into what it was that God intended me to do, which was right. And then after my divorce, I started in the music business. I picked my pen back up, turned my poetry into lyrics because I was determined to tell my story. Because after talking to different people and then going to counseling and different things of that nature, a lot of people understood it and they were dealing with it. They were going through it and they were stuck in it. They didn't know how to get out of it. And they were like, wow, how did you... How did you remove yourself? Why did you choose your your dream and your children over your husband? He he was the breadwinner of the house, and now you're sitting here, you're struggling, you're almost evicted. So a lot of those questions, a lot of the adversity that I did receive based on that decision just made me strive even harder. But now when people see me, they're like, wow, you did it. You didn't let the fear stop you. You didn't let that man control you wow, maybe I can do it too. So that's my, right now, that's the continued drive that I have. And in Living Your Life, I tell a piece of that story of the lead actress, Michelle, who has to decide between her dream of being a writer and her husband. So 
I mean, we, we're always faced with choices, and sometimes we don't know what choice to make, but sometimes we have to make the choice that's going to be right with us, not always what's right for everyone, but what's right with us, because if we're not right within, it destroys us. And I have a lot of doctor's records to show that, and we don't need that as a people. So that's my continued drive on writing, why I write, why all of my plays that I write, even my two books, they all strive on living in your purpose, follow your dreams, live your life, do it for you, make yourself happy, love yourself first, because that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. Wow, well, that's, that's a really powerful story. It really is. And... um. First of how long ago was that when you made that decision when the doctor told you you had six months to live? Four years ago. All right. So that's four years ago. Four years ago. And from six months, it's been four years later. All right. I mean, I still have my trials and tribulations with it here and there because it is not the greatest heart I have, but it still ticks and I'm still going to walk, so. All right. <laughs> Now, uh, and how old were you at that time? I was 30. Wow. I was 30, 31, and I'll be 35 soon, 29th this year. So I'm young, and and that was the craziest thing. Everybody's like, you're so young. You look like a baby. How, how do you know about these stories? And I'm like, choices. Choices. People change, and if you don't change with people, there's a problem. And that's why you have to learn to live your life for yourself. Because tomorrow I can say, Jackie, I love your show. And then the next day after that I can say, Jackie, turn it off. I don't want you to do that show anymore. And you have to quickly make that decision. Okay, do I follow what she says or do I do this for myself? But if I do this for myself, I'll not only lose her, but then, you know, like it Mm -hmm. brings out a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, you're happy versus you saying, okay, Sharon, I'm not going to do this show anymore. And now you sit in every time you see me at 1 o'clock comes, you're like, I should be on a regular show on my show. Mm-hmm. It serves no purpose. Yeah, and then you build up a lot of inner resentment, and it turns on you. Exactly, and now you're stressed, and you have headaches, and now you're at the doctor's, and you're like, well, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And it just all goes back to stress. Mm-hmm. And then one organ breaks down, another organ breaks down, and now you're on medication. Mm. Wow. That is a real story and a real testament. And um, that is why, um, like, many Eastern religion, I mean, not well, philosophies, many Eastern philosophies, and hopefully we're developing this philosophy in the West, but you're not considered healthy until you balance body, mind, and spirit. You can't separate the two. Part of your wellness is being well mentally, spiritually, as well as physically. Exactly. And, um, you know, we do need, you know, we need to understand that. And some people think it's selfish, like, to say, you know, you know, do for yourself first, live for you first. And and a lot of um, religious, especially, you know, Christians believe God first. Then family, then self. Mm-hmm. And isn't this true? But where does God say? He said, Lo and behold, I stand at the door of your heart knocking. Let me in. So God's already inside of you. Exactly. So until you are willing to go inside and look at your mess and your whatever to get to the heart of who you are, to be able to open up and allow the God within you to, to manifest. Mm-hmm. So when you ignore you, you ignore God. Exactly. It all stems back with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that I try to tell a lot of different people. Because I got the whole thing, oh, you being selfish and, you know, you sit and you write the plays all day. Where's our time at? When's the last time you ate with your family? It's like, okay, well, where was family when I was going through what it is that I was going through? So we can turn the table all the way all the way around. However, you still have to come back to yourself because if you're not happy, you're no good to no one else. If I'm sick, I can't spend time with you because I'm in a hospital. 
So mm-hmm. it all comes back to you as a person. You have to make sure that you are together before you could do anything for anybody else. Yes, and that's true. And then sometime, hopefully and all, if we start staying limited with our vision, mm-hmm. you know, for those people who are so worried about people that always work, because I'm one, I'm always on the radio or something, and, all, you know, between on a computer, they just think I live on a computer. I'm always on a computer, this and that, you don't go out, you don't, whatever. But, you know, sometimes the best way you can help somebody is literally help somebody. You know, exactly. ask them, what can I do? To help mm-hmm. you so you can get done sooner. Exactly. You know, we exactly. have these, you know, you you yourself, you as an artist, you're still an entrepreneur in a business unto yourself. Mm-hmm. You have a viable business model. Right. Now, if people around you and everybody going to work and all and complaining about their financial circumstances, and I don't want to give you the reports, especially in the black community, how far behind we are with technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship. We're too much relying on jobs. We're not creating any jobs. So you have this person here. You can literally build your empire around that person if we stop limiting our vision. Exactly. And this was a big conversation that they had in the Urban Tech Fair group about we as a people are adverse to risk. Mm-hmm. We're entrepreneurs and they're risk takers. But we are so afraid of failure and so adver- that you just tell, go get a job. Don't start and go get a job. Yep. But then as soon as the job doesn't work out and you had no ownership in the job, you're stuck. And now you're dependent upon the state to take care of you. Exactly. And, you know, we don't, you know, we have to find an in-between, you know, or, you know, support, really support. You know, and it's nothing hard. You buy things. You know, I don't like to buy from, you know, we make up all kinds of excuses. But sometimes we don't know who owns what companies. There are blacks that own companies and things that we buy that, that we wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. Because they're just on such a level, you know, so, you know, a person, colors of their skin does not dictate how they are in business, even though we know as we as the people, because we are not, sometimes you may find more businesses that aren't business-like, but that's not everything. We have enough choices and enough options out here. And to be more strategic, because the bottom line, it still hurts us in the end. If I'm worried about, I'm not never getting enough time with you, but if while you're writing, if I could do something else to help you so you don't have to spend so much time because you're doing everything by yourself, Mm-hmm. That gives you more. Now, yeah, you know, I can I can help alleviate some time that you can spend with me, and I wind up in the end maybe spending some time with you because we're doing things together. Together, right? But that's the thing. Nobody thinks of it that way, and then a lot of people are complacent. That's one thing that my aunt used to always tell me down south: never get complacent. Just because the world says sit down, don't mean you have to sit down. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that I'm learning while, you know, I'm out here promoting or looking for support. A lot of people are just, no, I'm right here today. It's Monday. I don't see Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday yet because I'm still looking at Monday. Whereas for me, I'm all the way to Saturday because my week is already planned out. So, and I think that's the one thing that hurts us is because we're so focused on either what you're going to do for me or that's too much, or what about if it fails, or let's just go with the flow of what society says. It's like we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're afraid to go against the grain when a lot of times that's your key to success or just living out a dream or living out a purpose or just finding happiness. You're not going to find happiness in the same bottle that you was in three years ago. You have to find a new bottle. And a lot of people are feared or afraid or not sure of what they're going to get when they step outside that box. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you step outside the box just into a bigger box. You know, there are levels. You know, we we're all, sometimes we can, you know, we're the same person, but we grow and we experience life because of new knowledge and experiences. Exactly. Our new experiences we allow us to experience things on a different level. Exactly. 
Exactly. But then some people don't want that new knowledge. They're just comfortable where they are. Like their their whole brain only can compute with what they're doing today. You know, there's actually nothing wrong with doing what you need to do for today because if I do what I need to do today, tomorrow will take care of itself. And no matter how much you want want to fight new knowledge, you're gaining it anyway. Because we we we, don't, we we have a small realm of control, so you can't control the new situations that are happening all around you, and you're experiencing them anyway. And I think exactly. the biggest problem is then what people want to do instead of dealing with it, put their head in the sand. And sometimes, yes, we're definitely an information overload society. It doesn't necessarily mean you put your head in the sand, but you know, like right now, I acknowledge and I can see all of this is going on. Right now, this is what I can handle. Let me work and work steadily with this. Mhm. And exactly. un- and then and you understand that you may can't do everything, but right. it's okay. Get done. But and all of this is still driven by a purpose. And you have it. to have a sense of what your purpose is, and exactly. that's what's great in discovering you and and what you know whatever your spiritual adapt um, adaptation is. If you have one, but I do, the one thing I'm adamant about that we're spiritual beings. Our physical makeup is not who we are. It's our spiritual makeup. Exactly. And it goes on and on. That's what drives us. That's what drives us. Yeah, and if you don't feed your spirit, that's when you die. You're just a walking bumper. And, you know, when you feed your physical, it's insatiable. You can never satisfy the physical. No, no. Because it's just like an appetite. You Mm -hmm. can eat now, and then two hours later you're hungry again. You're never going to be, you're never definitely going to be satisfied. But when it comes to that purpose or that spiritual being inside, once you have what you need, you're good to go. It's a contentment and a peace that comes all over you, and then that feeds your physical being. And so, and then then that's what drives to make you say, okay, I want to take care of my my body, my vessel. Um, You know, a lot of times people say, well, you're going to die from something. And it's a true statement. Right. We are all going to die from something. So my question to you is never about dying, because the moment we're born, we're on our way to, at least our physical body dies, our spiritual body doesn't, but we're on our way to die, true. Mm -hmm. So my question is, how do you want to (laughs) live? Do you want to live in pain? Do you want to live in hurt? Do you want to live in anger? You know, how do you want to live? That becomes the question. Not we know we're all and going not to die. Knows that answer though, and that, and that's the sad part. And I was one of those because I didn't actually really realize my purpose until I got that conversation from my doctor. I knew what I mm-hmm. wanted. I knew I loved to write poetry, or I knew, you know, I loved my family or I loved my kids. But why was I born? I couldn't tell you that. And my mother used to question me that. All the time. What do you like to do? What do you think your purpose is? Once you find your purpose, you'll you'll understand life better. You'll be more happier. But for years and years, I'm like, God, why am I here? Like, what am I here? I'm 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 doing all kinds of stuff. I'm in all these schools trying to get degrees, raising my debt. I'm having kids. What is it? Like, what am I supposed to do? And at the age of 31, that's when I realized it. But some people realize it young, some people realize it older, some people never realize it, never. And it's not that they don't want to, it's either because society is telling them not to or the fear or the financial aspect doesn't afford them to or they're just not motivated to. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, um, we all got different purposes, different walks, and it manifests in different ways. It's not always somebody a business. It's not always, it may not always be being a writer and all like Sharon. It may not be, I don't even tell anybody all the crazy ideas that stay in my head all the time. I mean, that's my mind never stops. 
Exactly. So, you know, I don't even like to speak on a level in which I see things because most people, they just think I'm crazy. But it may not be that, but it could be that ministry. That's you it. know, just, you know. is a good listener. My mom is a great listener. You have a problem, you can sit and talk it out, and she won't even talk. She'll just sit there and she'll give you a warm, loving smile, and you'll just pour your heart out, you'll start crying, and when you get done, you feel a hundred times better. And it's like you didn't even say anything. She's just like, no, I just let you talk. You needed to hear yourself talk. And a lot of times when you hear yourself talk, you answer your own questions. So I let you do that. And I'm like, wow, okay, so that's what you're going to do for me. I want you to do nothing else. That's all you do. And that's what my mother does. So and and, and and that's fun. great and that's significant and, and it you know it means a lot you know for people to be able to have someone who would just listen mm-hmm. to allow them to speak. So a lot of times people so many times don't feel they have a voice, yes. afraid to use it, and for someone to do it in a safe place, you mm-hmm. know that's important. Matter of fact, sometimes they call it psychology, psychologists and psychiatrists. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Exactly. profession, but exactly. and, and like you said, that's her ministry. So you know, sometimes you know, don't you can't think it has to be all of these things. You know, the the best way to realize your purpose, because to be honest, you know, I feel this. You know, my personal opinion, I feel the sin we're born in is ignorance because we don't understand right. who we are and whose we are, and we don't understand our true makeup and okay. the power of our spiritual makeup. So we always operate like so way below the level we should. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, you know, you may not realize, have yet realized your purpose, but it's already there within you. Mm-hmm. But and that's the biggest thing is learning and listen, learning you and learning to listen to you. Exactly. You have an inner voice, a feeling, a thing that you will start to see always speaks to you. And you'll start to see whenever you don't follow that, you find yourself in some form of trouble, discomfort, or how they call it, dis-ease. And that's so true. That is so true. And people don't understand that. Because it's like your body speaks to you, your mind speaks to you, your intuition speaks. You normally have the, 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 the cues or the prevention or the awareness right before somebody has to tell you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we don't we don't pay attention to that. And then when it all falls apart, it's like, well, what happened? Where did I miss it? It's like you didn't sit down or, or you didn't pay attention to what yeah. you were telling yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, what I like to, because we got like about, Seven minutes left. What I would like, you know, one of the things I think one of the problems is we come into contact with so much, especially now, information and so much is being thrown at you. And then life circumstances, you know, you could be so focused and then life happens and it just sways you and you get off tar- or get off path. And So what do you do to keep yourself grounded, focused, to be able to go into a quiet place when there's a lot going on around you in in order, what do you do to be able to hear that voice and find that voice so that you can write, so um, that you, you know, you can hear your voice? What do you do? I line dance. I love to dance. Line dancing and music is my therapy because normally sometimes what I need is writing a song. So I do that when I can. Um, if I'm just tired and too busy, I'll go in my room, light some candles, play some jazz, and I write. That's all I really do. If I'm not dancing, I have some some scented candles, some mango. I love mango. Some scented mango candles, and I just let the aroma take me away. And I don't know where I be because my kids are coming to me and be like, Mommy, and they end up yelling at me because I'm like somewhere else mentally. So I just let my mind run free. And then if it's something that's really bothering me, I just write in no order, no play, no poem, no nothing. I just write thoughts. I just write it all down. And by the time I get finished, it's like, okay, now I can go to sleep, no nightmares, no dreams. I'm at peace. All right. Well, um, 
now for those scented candles. We have them as sole purpose. We have soy, all natural soy with cotton wick candles, and we have our mango. Oh, yes. Not a mango. Not a mango. Yes. And, um, but that's great that, you know, we all need to share those stories. How how do we get in our quiet space? How do we listen? So maybe something will resonate with you. Something someone else does would work for you. I mean, it's so well, hard for me to get I quiet. Mm-hmm. I go on Kelly Drive, park my car, and sit on one of those benches and just look out in the water. Mm-hmm. You find a lot of peace. I don't know what the waves do or what it is. But between the peace, the traffic, just natural sounds. I do that a lot. And that makes me kind of sleepy, too, because I guess it's just too peaceful. Like it just brings my body, like, all the way down. But that's great, too. So try that. Try that. Definitely go to either uh, Martha King Drive, Westerly Drive, or Philly Drive. For those in Philadelphia, and if you're not in Philadelphia, a lot of times, for me, I know New York, New Jersey, North Carolina, the whole coast, we all have a a waterways and water areas. Yeah, and um, a lake. Yeah, it don't have to be huge, but just look out over it, and you see a lot of peace. You see a lot of peace out there because it's it's no worry. It's it's just water, you know, gliding right on downstream. And yeah. at times, that's when we're at our 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 peak of issues and stress, and my job, and my kids, and the bills. And you sometimes you look at that water, and it just calms you right down. Like, okay, you know what? That that water is so calm, it's so peaceful. Let me just be right there with that water for a moment. This way, when you come back, you're refreshed, you're you're revived, you're ready. You're ready. You have a whole new approach. All right. Well, we're going to, um, I want to share with you a special guest has been Sharon Monet, and I want to thank you so much <laughs> for, you know, being on this call and accepting my invitation at the last minute. She was really nice to accept my last minute invitation. I was like, oh, this is what I'm saying. You get so busy, and then I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to put it off because a lot of times, maybe, you know, put it off, but I said, I'm not going to put it off, or, you know, I'm going to have my show, and um, I said, you know, I'm going to do and have my show, so um, we're, um, so I am kicking off my sole purpose business as part of this launch show. And I'm letting people know about sole purpose, and we can do online Soul Purpose Lifestyle Parties, which is great. You got some great free gifts. All you got to do is get about three people to get something. And um, and then you get these wonderful free free gifts. We have, you know, we get candle sets and, all, you know, all different types of things you get. Plus, you get a discount on anything you buy as well. And so you don't have to be confined to just home and just your area because I know some of us, especially many of the women that I work with, are so super busy sometimes, you know, trying to find that party may be a little hard. But you can do it. We can do it online, gather people together, share some great wisdoms, talk about some things, and then, you know, um, even if we do it as a webinar, you know, I'll instruct you. One of the greatest things I love to do is hand massages, and I can show you how you can do hand massage for yourself, for your friends, for your partners, and just, you know, really feel good and actually, you know, affect your change. And it's something you can do at your desk and all while you're sitting. And those who do a lot of typing, you really need to know how to do a good hand massage for that carpal tundral and how to bring the yeah. nerves back to life. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to need that because I do typing all day. Yes. yes, and you're doing a lot of writing, and I know yes. it, that that happens to me that I start my circulation. Mm-hmm. But what um, now for those who want to learn more about Soul Purpose, because we do have the opportunity for you to become a distributor, and the great thing about that is you get what you need at a discount. Because this is you know, first of all, that's one reason made me come back aboard. I know I need um my brother in law had a health store and he passed away. And so I need a lot of things and 
So I'm the kind of person, if I need something, if I'm going to work at something, I figure out, hey, how can I get a wholesale? That's just me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so this way I get the products that I need, um, things that I, I know my mom definitely needs, that she needs. Um, even my grandson is asking me for some things, <laughs> for the green magic, which I do. Wow. He, yeah, when he was little, he's 21, talking about, Mama, you going to give me that green magic? <laughs> Okay, Rob. He said, I can't get a blender. (laughs) He still remembered it. And so um, this allows me to get the things that I need. And a lot of times it is more expensive to live well, to live healthier. So this allows me to make it more affordable. Right. As well as what I put on my skin, what I smell. Aromatherapy for me is so important. You know, there are scents, you know, vetiver mix, vetiver is great at cleaning the air, sandalwood, you know, even oil mixes that you can use for different purposes. But when you go in a room to clear the air, to clear out anything stale, bad, you know, to give you an even space so you can put in the energy that you want. Or just, I just love good smells. I love aromatherapy. Yes. Yeah, so we use, you know, full-grade essential oils. Nothing is cut, no perfumer, alcohols or anything, full-grade, all spa, spa quality. And um, so, you know, that's the, my, my first step. So you can even become a distributor if you wanted to do it as an entrepreneur. Great way to earn some additional money, um, you know, however. But I just know I'm a person, and a lot of people I work with, we are people that – you know, it feels good when you have quality food in your, in your body. You're taking supplements that work for you, that really help get you going, um, that's feeding your body. You know, you have to have good cell nutrition. We, You know, our good structure cell heals us. It, you know, helps stop cancer. It helps the body heal itself and do what it's designed to do. So in that light, nutrition is really important. So if you do want to learn more about Soul Purpose, the number is 712-432-8904. 712-432-8904. Have a conference call tonight at um, well, 8 p.m. They have the certification call. So for entrepreneurs who want to be certified, but um, and there are different. Um, the different call. We have our wellness certification, entrepreneur certification. <laughs> so if you actually like a good um, training, that that is, you know, to help you develop your business and help you um, in your wellness. So as far as that, you know, that just helps us understand what does vitamin A do for you, what does vitamin B. So you understand why you are choosing to use whatever you're choosing to use and understanding what the ingredients and things that you're buying and eating and putting on your skin, what they are or are not going to do for you. So it is important. But those training calls are at 8 o'clock, and then at 9.15, um, there's a community call. So that number is 712-432-8904, and the passcode is the number for SOUL, S-O-U-L, for SOUL. And you can just, um, just for SOUL pound, just call in and um, check it out. Find out a little bit more. If you have any questions, they can answer it, and you can understand how to come involved. And just email just do it at I'm I am walking dot com, and you can ask me anything. So this is our launch a soul purpose Tuesday's call. I mean radio show, and we'll be back on again next week. We're going to do the first and second Tuesdays of the month. And I want to thank you so much, Sharon. Um, again, you inspire me. I watch you. <laughs> She's like the little ever-ready bunny. She's little, too, when they say that. She's a little tiny woman. <laughs> and she's like, you like, did all that? Like, yeah. Yes, that'll be me. <laughs> yes, yes, and you know, and think about it, you know, she's really good spirited, had her first experience as a reading, and sometimes a reading can be, you know, a little shaky, you know, unwinding for, for the writer, because you, you know, you have to hear your stuff critique, but it is, you know, it is really the strong person that's willing to take that, and then see the good in that, like the one guy made a really good comment, 
everybody talked about what they felt was wrong, but he asked about what did you feel was right. Right. And that was the most powerful story. And yeah. did you see the story? And that allowed you to know what story you were actually telling. Telling, exactly. Exactly. Because I got to become that character again. And sometimes when I put the pen down, I let the character die. But it was like he made me, he, he forced me to relive that. And then I think once I did that, I gained not only much more respect, but now I have people who can't wait to see this play. So I'm like, hey, who knows? Yeah, so, yeah, so, like, yeah, so that's that great learning process. and But it really did, I didn't really get to see, because, you know, I'm always out working at the door, so I don't get to see anything. So none of the readings, because they don't come back again. I make it sneak in during the play, because you got so many performances, but not the readings. But I learned a lot when I heard it just by him making that statement and what everyone said. Yeah. And so, you know, and it sounds like a um, a great story and a new story. Yes, you know what I mean? Is. It's not a story that's commonly told on stage. So to be right. able to work out those mechanics and, you know, really make it work on stage but tell this uncommon story that's right. not always told on stage. And that's what a is, lot of people tell me. They're like, this is a film. I'm like, no, this is going to be a play first. Yeah. So I'm up for the challenge. I'm up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely got the you got the people in your corner to make it happen. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, sir. time to work. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. So now I'm excited to 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 learn a little bit more about that. And that other guy with that character, he says, this shows you how you know you know this is where you have your choices and mm-hmm. how you look at life i really have to just say that is the glass half empty or if it's half full and sometimes you can be feeling so down and at the mm-hmm. very end two people come in and they brought such hope mm-hmm. and i just hope they gave you some real good stuff to go with this one guy this great idea about right. this one character movement which again showed you another character that was right. really speaking that you didn't really realize. Sometimes it's that quiet person. Exactly. But they got the strongest, you know, movement. Exactly. And then, you know, the other guy I was telling asking anybody, you know, what spoke to them. That was like those two really like brought, yeah. brought back hope and stuff. So, you know, sometimes we, we just it's just how we look at it. Exactly. And that can um, really help with us managing our stress and all. You know, sometimes people have to always tell me what's wrong, and then I have to, and then they put me in a battle. Well, I can tell you what's right too. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then the stuff that's wrong don't necessarily have to be wrong. It's just not right for you. Yeah. And that's what I tell myself a lot of times. This person may say, "Oh, Sharon, that's not right," but it's like, okay, is it not right, or is it just not right for you? And you have to learn how to mm-hmm. separate the two. Don't take on someone else's wrong battle. Yeah, and then and sometimes it's just not the you know, it may not just be working for the moment or in exactly. the context. You may change the context and it may work. Exactly. And um, yeah, so and sometimes because sometimes a person can have a bad day and they can tear it apart. But then when they see it, they're like, "Oh, I must have missed that." Like yeah, really. Yeah, it was just the, what you had. Yeah, what you were looking at. You know, at that moment, and um, yeah, that's true. So you know that affects us, but you know mentally, and it affects us physically if we keep mm-hmm. looking at what's not all the right. time and never balancing that with looking like what do you have? Because when you realize what you don't have, but then you realize what you do have, you got a much more complete picture. Exactly. Because exactly. now you can see the possibility, well, if I have this and I may not have this, I may be short on here, I can use this to help get me what I need. Exactly. Or maybe exactly. sometimes what you don't have, sometimes you may realize, you know what, I may not even need that. I may be just trying to hold on to something I really don't need anyway. Exactly, because too much sometimes can hurt too. So mm-hmm. you have to find a balance. Yeah. So that's our great soul purpose lesson for the day, and thank you, teacher. <laughs> Okay. You're welcome, guys. I'm still a work in progress. Life is teaching me all of this. So, gotta live in your purpose. Yes.
Hey, we all work in progress. Uh, you know, the perfect person, I don't know. So we're all works in progress. <laughs> all righty. Well, everybody, I want everybody to have a wonderful day. I want you to have a wonderful day as well, Sharon. And thank you again so much. And uh, the song you wrote by ML Truth, what was it called? Commitment. Commitment. Okay, so we're going to roll out on commitment. I've been looking oh. for that for the past 20 minutes. <laughs> And I just got a couple more songs that are going to be uh, submitted for the Grammys. So keep your fingers crossed. I need All I need right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for, the for you. Next year. Yes. Oh. Now, aren't you so glad? I remember when we had our first meeting, you talking about you was no longer going to be a songwriter. And what did I tell you? I know. And it's not my fault. See, this, this is the problem. I'm sorry. I want to quit stuff, and people say, no, you can't do that. We need your writing. See, when you walk in your purpose, people appreciate you. Walk yeah, didn't I, I told you that. Why you got to quit one thing to I pick thought, up another? I, I said, thought, that's I just thought. the growth, and this is the growth as you as a writer. I know, but I was trying. Yeah, I was trying. I got off the Grammy board. I did it all. They was like, no, come on back. <laughs> Send us a song. See you at the Grammys next year. Oh, man. So, but that's how you know you're working in your purpose. Because people yeah. always want you. People always now, look, want you. You, now, look, you you get to develop your play. You get to write the, the soundtrack. <laughs> you can turn it into a book. You see? I know. You know? I can do it all. Just one little person. Right? Well, I mean, that's what the, you're the well-rounded writer, correct? Cool. You know, you are. Right. That sounds good. I'm gonna put that. You're a writer, right? Uh, so no, that whether that writer comes out as a book, whether it comes out as a poetry, whether it comes out as a song, at the end you're a writer. Or if it comes I'm out a as writer. a play, if it eventually even comes out as a screenplay, you yes. are a writer, and you right, record I'm experiences. Yes. You okay. Because you, when you speak, things happen. When you you keep talking, yeah, because a lot of what you say is it's coming back to me. So you, you keep talking. I need that screenplay. So we're going to work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody have a great day. We're going to roll out on Commitment, um, sung by ML Truth, written by Sharon Monet, and it was considered for a Grammy nomination in, what was it, 2012, right? Yes, 2012. All right. Have a great day. You know, I finally come to realize that uh, I really just don't think that you was ready for what I was ready for. Now tell me why is it so hard for me and you to pledge and promise to make this fairytale come true? When we started this love affair, dedication, conversation, we embraced that we would see this through. Life's desires was always ready, willing to help us to make the right decisions. We could see that honesty was all I wanted when I said I do, but you are committed to me and you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.